We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Wizards got within five at 74-69, but since then it's been lights out. That's Gill for three. Count it. Anthony Gill with the last bucket of the game, and it is over as the Knicks beat the Wizards 121-105. Randall tonight with 39, Brunson with 33. Timely hooping by the big two, fighting off that run by the Wizards. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a fun edition of the Knicks Film School postgame show. My name is Andrew Claudio, a.k.a. GMAC. Uh, The New York Knicks head on down to the nation's capital to cause a little ruckus on January 6th. the man you heard on the uh, for those of you listening on the podcast feed is the great Sean with the W. We are filling in for the equally as great uh, Jonathan Macri. And in tribute to the one Mr. Jonathan Macri, say it with me now, Sean. Three, two, one. This, this fucking, fucking team. team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's just something about when the Knicks make a trade. They just don't lose for a month. And I will, for those of you that missed Casual Friday on Friday, Mensa's big, bold prediction was that the Knicks would only lose three games in the month of January. And that's a bold take. But I push back on my brother Mensa because, Sean, how crazy is he to think the Knicks will ever lose again? That is what this team is apparently prepared to do is go on a legitimate run. And it got scary at certain points in this game. We'll talk about that third quarter. But man, how, uh, what what a difference a week makes! Or uh, honestly, literally one week where we were exactly one week ago reacting to the OG and an OB trade and watching them lose a track meet uh, against the Pacers four uh, zero in the OG and an OB. Sean, how are the vibes? Um, <clears throat> like I said on Casual Friday, the vibes are mending. Um, tonight the vibes are um upward trajectorying if that's even a word trending uh, upward no. they're trending, trending upward. upward there you there go, go. <laughs> trending upward um listen it was all good just a week ago uh except a week ago we were collectively losing our minds but it's amazing that you know um getting getting players that fit your team that help improve the that help improve the team can actually do wonders uh the example i always give is 
Uh, it's like when a team, when an NFL team doesn't have a legit number one receiver, so you got your number two guy being guarded by the team's best corner, and then you just bring in somebody. Best example I always think of is when Amari Cooper went to the Cowboys. Not that Amari Cooper was like the bee's knees, but like once he's in, once he's there, he gets number one coverage, and then your number two guy is where he belongs, and the slot guy is where he belongs, and everything else just hums. So – OG Ananobi has allowed people to be in their right spots. They also allowed this trade also by moving on from RJ and IQ has opened up opportunities for other guys on the roster, for other young players to play, for more minutes for Grimes, for more minutes from Deuce McBride, who I know we'll get to throughout this show. Uh, what a, what a con- Hey, look, the Knicks are developing the young players. Who would have thought? Who knew they were able to do it? Who 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 would have thought that uh, people on Twitter that um, think the Knicks are incompetent and everything they've done is incompetent? Um, but I don't want to react to people on Twitter. What I want to no. react to is this basketball game, and I echo your sentiments about the fact that as as much as a gut punch as losing two fan favorites as IQ and RJ was. The fit from minute one, really minute 13, because it was when that second minute, second uh, unit crew came in uh, against Minnesota. You saw the fit and you saw what OG Ananobi does to this team, whether it's Josh Hart no longer having to be your primary point of attack defender, whether it's Dante DiVincenzo getting to be uh, a bit of a specialist off ball with his defense, whether it be uh, this spark and this more aggressive Quentin Grimes that we've seen. I haven't even played much tonight, but when he did, the fact that he's just catching and shooting, he's no longer thinking about it. This really goes back to yesterday. That, I mean, shout out to Tibbs for trusting him in that fourth quarter, but when Grimes had it going down the stretch against Philly, Man, the, the the rejuvenation that we've seen in him since the trade, that he knows there are minutes there to be had and the aggressiveness that you're seeing at both ends of the floor. Look, they don't have the the lineup that they had when that spark specifically with quickly when they came in the game. And I still have my questions about backup point guard, but the defensive side of the ball, when they go to Deuce, Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, and Anobi in the second unit, is is pretty special, and and th- those th- those four with I mean those four don't honestly get to play too much together because it was Brunson with uh, three of those guys or Randall with three of those guys. But when three of those guys are on the floor, Josh Hart and Anobi and um, Josh Hart and Anobi and Quentin Grimes, you see just how how uh, deadly a defense that could be. Let's talk about some streaks. So the Knicks are on a four game winning streak. This is the second straight year that they made a trade and. Still have not lost for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got out to an early lead, and uh, this is just how I processed the game, John. Earlier this year, we did a watch along, me, me, Mensa, and XJ, and it was for the game against the Spurs. It was Wemby's first game at MSG. By minute two, I was like, oh, this game's over. Like, this is JV versus varsity. Mm-hmm. And the opening possession of the game, they run a pick and roll. Washington leaves Julius wide open in the corner and we'll talk about Julius Randall and Brunson hits him in the corner. He nails a corner three and my brain immediately went, Oh, this game's over. Like this is JV versus varsity again. Then the Knicks go up 20 at the half throw up by as much as 26. And I, I, I don't want to give him credit for this, but like, like too much of like why the third quarter went the way it did. But to Wally Zerbiak at halftime, he had the nerve to say when he was projecting what would happen in the second half, that the Knicks would power wash the Washington Wizards. And look, that had nothing to do with why the Knicks ended up 
coming out slow and the Wizards made a bit of a run to cut the lead to five. But just speaking on behalf of emotions and the Knicks fans that I know agreed with me, uh, that did not that that did not sit well with me that we were told that we were going to watch a team power wash the other team, and when then a twenty six to eleven run happened, Tips called the timeout, put in Josh Hart, and then Julius Randle hit a three. The Knicks went on a twelve one run and a seventeen to six run in the quarter, and the rest was kind of history. Sean, um, well, I'll ask you go going into this. The, the, the Wizards are six and twenty seven, like maybe against the better team. The, the lead gets even worse and maybe the other team even takes completely erases the deficit. Mm-hmm. But like two years ago, there was that fear, especially that third quarter of doom that like no lead is safe, even a 26 point lead, right? Because of how many we saw 20 plus point leads get blown. Mm-hmm. There's something about this team that I, I just, they'll get close. Other teams will come back but because we got a guy like Jalen Brunson, I'm not that afraid. Because we got this version of Julius Randle, I'm not that afraid. Mm-hmm. There's a hint of a, a calming presence in the the roster that's now been assembled. That you know what, Th- this is getting scary. I'm not officially like panicking. I I, I'll, I don't like I'll wait until the lead actually changes, and it just hasn't changed that much when they've they've started to blow games. Is is that a fair assessment of of how to feel about this team, Sean? Uh, yeah, I would say that like for the last last season as this season and last season, the Knicks for the most part put away beat bad teams. They don't lose the bad teams. Uh you had said earlier that you know what maybe if this was the worst team, it would have the lead would have ballooned higher. Like I don't know how much worse you can get than six and twenty-six or whatever the hell the wizards are. Mm-hmm. Um but at no point did I ever think this team was going to lose this game. Even when the league got down to, even when the league got down to six, um, the league got down to five. I never thought they're going to lose the game because, to your point, we have guys, we have dogs, we have people that will come in and take care of business. Tonight wasn't the third quarter of doom. Tonight was a third quarter of ah, fuck it, it's the Wizards. That's what that looked like to me <laughs> coming out, coming out of halftime. Yeah. Um, I, and also, I'll say that, uh, listen, I don't want to put because I don't believe in jinxes. I don't believe any one man has all that power. So I'm not going to blame this on Wally. However, our 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 good friend and colleague XJ on Casual Fridays predicted this will be a 30 point win. And I even went so far as to put real American money on this, you know, just a just a little bit of change on Knicks minus 25, 29 and a half. And I put a little bit more change on Knicks minus 19 and a half. I was like a 20 point win is is feasible. Um, and listen, if they if the Knicks don't decide to, um, you know, take a nap for the first half of the, of the third quarter, maybe to win by maybe to win by 20. But to your point, this team, they are. um there are business, there are people who take care of business on this team. And when the lead slips, guys on this team now, com- as compared to previous seasons, say, like, all right, like, Devo's going to make a play. Josh Hart's going to go coast to coast. Uh, Brunson's going to make, Brunson's going to make a play. Jules is going to end one. Uh, Active hands by Grimes and or McBride, and then we we this team can this team can quell the storm as well as any Knicks team we've seen um, in the in, in the generation. So um, never was 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 never worried. It was just annoying because you know I like to win money, and I didn't get, I won some money, but I didn't get to win as much money as I like. Yeah, this uh, look, I I 
I'm having fun watching this basketball team. And I think a lot of us, a lot of us who have also been watching the Raptors this week, um, the common sentiment has been that like, I'm going to miss IG, uh, RJ and our, an IQ. That is absolutely a thing that's, that's going to still exist. That's why like I was, I had the the Kings and the Raptors on the second screen last night during the post game. And yet I, I see the Knicks potentially being better now. They, they, do we, we get into some specific performances? Still have some questions about the second unit. And look, Deuce, I said on the, the pregame pod with uh, uh, Matt Moderno, um, which was recorded before the Sixers game. So people getting mad at the, the backup point guard hive saying, like, how dare you be disrespectful to the backup point guards we have? Um, I didn't. Dude, this was before the like the, the, the knowledge that Deuce was just going to be like. The, the definition of a spark off the bench with four threes against Philadelphia and then, you know, good minutes tonight. Um, you know, I, I, you see what the starting five is. You see, you know, what it's done for Grimes, Josh Hart. Now, like, man, another plus 26 tonight for Josh Hart. He continues to just be impactful off the bench. Um, and the Knicks are four and oh in the OG and era. So, some individual performances. Do you want to start with Jalen Brunson or do you want to start with Julius Randle? <laughs> uh, let's start with Julius Randle. Um, I, uh, I, I, I felt he was going to have a bounce back game tonight as I pull up his box score. Uh, 39 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 13 of 23 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, 10 of 13 from the line, a plus 24. Uh, I just, you know... Last night, you know, there was a time where when Jews had one of those nights that the timeline and 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 the fan base would, you know, meltdowns, yelling, screaming, overreactions. And now, at least from my perspective and from the people that I interact with, it's like, all right, he had a bad game. He'll bounce back. And that's exactly what he did. I think I think he gets up for Washington. I think he loves to stick Kyle Kuzman to dirt any chance he gets. Um, and I think he recognized that, listen, this is... This is arguably the worst team in the league. They're the worst defensive team in the league. And they met worse than a team that did not win a game for a month and a half. And he, like I said earlier, they took, he took care of business. Um, what, what can, what can you say? Like, that's how you, like, that's how you, that's how you bounce back from a bad game. And guess what? I think because last night's game was such a laugher in the second half, that it, there was just no pressure. Like I think Julius could just was just able to sit back in Philadelphia and be like, "All right, I got it tomorrow," because um, my guys got me tonight, and that that's a luxury that this team hasn't been able to have for a while. Because remember, it wasn't it was three years ago where it was either Julius or nothing. So look where we are now. Yeah, he's got teammates he can trust now, and I want to say, like, look, I, there are plays on defense that absolutely. F- frustrate me. There are some closeouts that could be better. I just personally have seen a better defensive Julius Randle over the last week, over these four games, whether it's the fact that he's around an OG and an OB, like getting back on defense after layups, the, you know, strong closeouts on threes leading to leak out points for him have been good. Uh, I, I just flat out think we're seeing a more motivated Julius Randle on both ends of the floor at the moment. So even on even last night when he was struggling, he was still like playing significant defense. Like that's something I started to pay attention to is Julius Randle just on the defensive side of the ball. Cause like if he's 
now going to be locked in defensively. That is like that. That's a different version of the Knicks that they don't have two liabilities on the floor. And like with Brunson, it was always like ability because of his size. He's going to get picked on with Randall. It's always been effort. And if he's going to start showing the effort and can at both ends, because he's not completely exhausted on the offensive side of the ball. That's a, that's a gigantic positive for us. And again, like I'm saying all this about his defense. He had 39 on 23 <laughs> shots tonight. Like he was outstanding on the yeah. offensive side too. Jalen Brunson, um, 33 points on 18 shots, four more three point mate, nine of nine at the line and eight more assists. Uh, he's going to be close to seven assists a game uh, by the end of this week. I, man, this again is the difference between two years ago. Anytime that Knicks PTSD gets triggered, it's like, but that's Jalen Brunson, not Kemba Walker. That's Jalen yep. Brunson, not Alec Burks. And he not he Alfred out, Payton. Not Alfred Payton. But even like like the fact that your 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 point guard can also be your your bucket when a bucket is needed, I think mm-hmm. it's just such a again, a calming presence and like even last year, the few times they did blow a lead, I still had like, okay, they blew it, but I still trust that Brunson's going to be able to to get a, navigate us through this. And for the most part, they did last year. That, Jalen Brunson was also outstanding tonight, Sean. Listen, there's he is the, I mean, the greatest signing in the history, the greatest free signing in the history of New York Knicks of the New York Knicks, and now. You're talking about one of the greatest free agent signings in the history of basketball because this guy is going to make the All Star team. I don't care if whether he starts or is a reserve. Like, like fifteen Eastern, fourteen Eastern Conference coaches are not going to look at that guy and be like, "Eh, no." Um, what a god! What a godsend to this. He was exact. Like what I've come to realize every year, this front office they either. They do or they try to find the person that fits. They find a person that fits. They tried it after the We Here season because they recognized they needed shooting and they needed to upgrade a point guard with, with Fournier and Kemba. Didn't work, whatever. Um, bring, bringing in Josh Hart, bringing in, bringing in Jalen Brunson, bringing in Isaiah Hartenstein, who I think I know we'll get to today. Uh, bringing OG now. And honestly, I don't know. Is is OG's is OG's OGness rubbing off on Randall? Like when he sees OG doing the things he does defensively, now when he sees all the guys flying around defensively, he's like, oh, like, like, yeah, yeah, like, is that is that where rubbing off on him? So, but back to Jalen Brunson. I mean, listen, what more can you say about the guy? To your point, like we have two guys now where it's like, all right, we need a bucket. We're either going to we're either going to eleven or we're going to thirty, and and one of them, and one of them will um they like the stoppers in baseball. You're on a three game yeah. losing streak. All right, well guess what? This guy's gonna come in. He's gonna throw seven and two thirds innings, um nine 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 strikeouts, no walks, and 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 you know whatever. I listen. You know I always love a good baseball reference, and yes. this is this is why the good baseball teams don't go on long losing streaks because every. Five days, you have a guy that you could count on to give you a really good chance to win. And Jalen Brunson, every day, gives you a really good chance to win. Um, but he's, he's, he just continues to be outstanding. And shout out to Ben Kim Gurvey in the chat. Uh, Jalen, godson, uh, Sean. He's not just a godsend. He's a godson. Um, literally, the godson of Leandros. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, I, I'm running out of running out of words. Uh, shout out to Jeremy. I'm going to give him a, a, a nice, well-deserved shout out. That big brain of his. Because I think John echoed some worries. Um, and I, well, he, John mentioned some worries and I echoed his sentiments that worried about potentially losing Hartstein in the offseason. Uh, Mensa in our faculty chat today said, I'm starting to worry about losing Hartenstein. And Jeremy calmed us all down, being like, who's the team? Like, who's the team that's going to pay for him? And showed like the Keith Smith tweet about who has cap space and rationally pointed to all these teams. Like, they're not going to spend, they already have their center. So they're not going to spend what it's going to take to outbid the Knicks and specifically for a CAA client, you know, to get him out of here. The thing that is probably the bigger takeaway, if we're not worried about him leaving, is that every penny is going to have to go to this man who is now our starting center, has unlocked this offense. It leads the league in defensive EPM. It's both ends of the floor. He is a, a block uh, monster at, a, at this point. He is like, I'm not saying he's a better rim protector than Mitch, but my goodness, is he an outstanding rim protector at the moment? And on the glass, 19 more rebounds. They're almost all contested when he's up there. Um, he did have five turnovers tonight, but he was seeing bodies because I think he is now demanding some attention, which mm-hmm. is why Randall's able to get seven. It's why even Chenzo's able to get five. And the Knicks crashing the boards. You know, I, my goodness, like, I, Isaiah Hartenstein has been outstanding since taking over the starting center, center role, especially now in the OG Ananobi era where his talents are really starting to show. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, there was a play about five or well, five or five left in the fourth quarter. Um, Kuzma was it was a fast break, and Kuzma was going for the layup, and I saw Hartenstein right there, and there was no doubt in my mind. I'm like, he's going to block this, and that's where we've got, and he blocked it. Um, that's the point where we've gotten to. Uh, I was on the, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep this guy. Um, after this season much earlier uh, because I was just like, yo, this guy is good. And he's like, someone's going to give him more than $8 million a year next summer. Like somebody's mm-hmm. going to. Um, I also want to say, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mensa and XJ because they're like, we've been on the Startenstein train. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to say, and I'm going to go, for, I'm, it's on wax somewhere. I believe one of my bold predictions for going into last season was that he would be the starter at some point over Mitch because I'm going to look it up, but because I'm 
off. Like he's a stretch five. And I had to explain this to somebody because it's like, he's not a stretch five and shoot threes. I'm like, no stretch five doesn't necessarily mean shoot. I shoot threes. Stretch five means if I have the ball 20 feet away from the basket, you just can't sag off of me eight feet. Because if you do that to Isaiah Hornstein, he's going to find the pass. He may shoot. He may shoot her, but he'll like, like you have to, you have to account for him. And in the modern NBA, you know, fives you have to account for outside of outside of six feet are the, are the, are the craze. So like, I I would love for this guy to be like our backup forever because unfortunately our starting center doesn't play more than sixty games. Unfortunately, but I don't know. Like, I, like I heard I I'm, I heard what Jeremy was saying was like, go name the team. But then again, listen, it's like I remember the Knicks had the best package for Donovan Mitchell. It's like who else is there? Who else is there? And then every year, and then you're funny. Then this year, Dame. Oh, no one else is best a better package for, for Dame. And then all of a sudden, there's always a team. So I think he'll be on the team next year. I hope he's on the team next year, but I'm not going to hold my breath. The difference between both of those is there were trades involved. There were trade packages involved. Correct. This is a free agent making the decision about his future. And the agency that represents him is Leon Rose's old place of employment. So that's where that's where it, this feel, could eventually feel a lot like the Austin Reeves situation where mm-hmm. like clearly there will be more teams with cap space that could outbid the Lakers. But maybe there's no team that actually outbids Hartenstein. So we'll see. I, I my my. Nerves are somewhat at ease right now. The this is technically an offseason question, though. I he, the way he's playing, he's earned that type of conversation, though. Of our, or should we worry about losing him? Because he's just been, he's just been outstanding. To your point about like how he's a stretch five, like because he can play so far away from the rim. Like watching uh, DJ and Benji's threads this week, like seeing the Knicks go five out, and then he'll get whoever cutting downhill at the rim, whether it be Ananobi or my goodness, Julius Randle with a full head of steam. It's just, it's a difference maker than Mitch always being in the dunker spot. And so mm-hmm. just, just bravo, Isaiah Hartenstein. We can go through the next bunch of guys uh, somewhat quick. Ananobi, uh, nine points tonight, another plus 11. He's now, I believe, plus 87 since coming to the Knicks, which is absurd. Um, so he was great. DiVincenzo, two more threes. I thought he gave them some good first half minutes. And then you know, the shot just, just stopped falling. He had two threes early and then didn't make it through the rest of the game. Uh, but he continues to just be solid in that starting five. Uh, an overall positive tonight. Um, Josh Hart, a plus 24. So he was plus 60 this weekend. Um, I just oh, no, Excuse me. He was plus 46 last night. He was plus 70 this weekend between... Wow. Uh, Philadelphia and now at Washington. <laughs> um, look, he remains the on-off machine. Um, just the overall positive since coming to the Knicks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know what his impact metrics are, and I know like we've gone back and forth about the Knicks have a Josh Hart problem, right? And it's not on Josh Hart; it's that he does all the things, and then coaches fall in love with him and play him too much. Played thirty-two minutes tonight, and I'd argue. All of them were needed because he needed to be the thing that matched the pace that the Wizards were at. And again, the Wizards cut it to five. Tibbs made one substitution and then the lead went back up to 16. Um, I'm not going to credit all of that with Josh Hart, but good things just seem to happen when he's on the floor. I'll let you say your piece about the three guys I just mentioned. 
So I actually, I'm glad you brought up Josh Hart because yes, I've been on record as saying the Knicks have a Josh Hart problem, and it's not Josh Hart's fault. There's one thing I've, I, there's one thing I've always appreciated about Josh Hart, and that's him in transition. Like when he gets that rebound and he takes off, I'm just, I'm just saying to the basket, to the Baja, go, go, go. Like he's, he's really, really good at, do, he's really good at that. The energy, the intensity, the rebounding, the playing bigger than he is. Like these are all intangibles. Like I was saying on in spaces earlier this week, like championship teams have guys like Josh Hart on their roster. It's just that right now we're not a championship contender. You know, you know, we're not there all the way there yet. Um, so because of that, you know, his his warts will be magnified because he'll be pressed into a role that he shouldn't necessarily be forced to to, to take. But their their games, their their days, their opponents, where he's exactly what we needed. And today, against against the Washington team that likes to run, Bill Pito kept saying it. They are first or second in the league in pace, second uh, behind the second, Pacers. Yeah, second. Yeah, well, of course the Pacers are first, hundred and ninety yeah. points a game. But um, it was good to have someone that that could match that. Um, who, who who matches that? Who again? He gets if he gets the ball and he sees a, he sees he sees an opening, he's taking it coast to coast. Yeah. And then look, I I do feel a certain type of way about what seems to be his mandatory spot in the closing lineup. I do want to I, I pointed it out on on Monday when they played the the Timberwolves that he was coming out of the game, I believe, when OG picked up his sixth foul. DiVincenzo was at the scorer's table to check in. I believe he was coming in for Hart. Mm-hmm. OG Ananobi fouls out, and so DiVincenzo comes in for obviously Ananobi instead. I will be curious. And look, this is where yesterday was just such a a nice adjustment from Tibbs. Like Randall doesn't have it. Grimes does. And he closes with Ananobi at the four, um, Josh Hart at the three and and Grimes on the floor. Uh, The Knicks have a lot of good lineups. They have a lot of good basketball players. And look, I, the precious Achua thing is going to be interesting to monitor. I thought he was like really good against the Sixers. And then today only played garbage time minutes in the second half. We saw Randall at the five minutes for two minutes just to give Hartenstein yeah. a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's just like a, a a project that they're still working on that Precious Achua is not officially the backup center. I look, I, don't, I hope the Jericho Sims hasn't completely lost his job because Tibbs started him at the center and was like, was like, oh, you didn't do well against the starters. What's Let's see what you do about against backups. Yes, <laughs> like, like, exactly. Let's see if he can give you eight minutes and they're more productive. Um, but this now leads me to talk about... Well, so Quentin Grimes, I want to say, like I mentioned like two of four from three tonight. I like his decision-making. I think Tibbs was just like panicking because he saw what the Wizards were and he was like, I trust Josh Hart and that's why Grimes only played 15 minutes. I think an overall productive weekend. Deuce McBride. Deuce. So I want to say, yes, the Deuce man cometh, baby. Um, so he only plays 13 minutes tonight. And as a result, Brunson's able to play 35, which I know that sounds like a lot, but mm-hmm. it's not the 40. Like those five minutes do matter. Um, th- there's there's a, a lot of Frank in him, Frank Nilakina, except the, the threes are falling at the moment. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by that is he can't really run your offense. He can't really initiate and get to the rim and, and create for other guys. There's a lot of off-ball stuff or, you know, pick and roll or more pick and pop opportunities that he takes advantage of. Now, like he hit another three tonight. He's, I believe, four for seven or five for five for eight from three in the last two days. And that's great. Um, I want to give him his props because he is earning minutes at the moment. I mm-hmm. do still think that there's a backup point guard 
need for this team. And I believe it's what they're going to go exploring for. Um, but I do want to say his minutes have been very good the last two days, Deuce McBride. And that put back at the buzzer, that dunk at the buzzer, got us all hype in the first yeah. quarter. So I, I, I got to acknowledge how good that was, Sean. Yeah, I think that's the point where I thought this game was over. I was like, okay, they let the 6-2 guard run baseline uncontested for the putback dunk. Um, so Deuce is a wing trapped in a point guard's body. Uh, to your point, I think there was one series where he tried to initiate, he tried to take some off the dribble. I think he had Corey Kispert on him. But I was like, okay, you can try that. Um, but see, the, the word is situational. Uh, which is a Tibbs word, but situational, as, as Fred alluded to, situational is called for you ain't playing tonight. But there are situations where Deuce can come in and give Brunson a breather against bench lineups, against the Pistons and the Wizards and the and the Hornets of the world, where he can come in, wreak havoc, turn defense into offense, hit some open threes, and, you know, sometimes gets you into the offense. Um, but, you know, like you said, he's earning his minutes. Um, Malachi Flynn played as much, many minutes as I did tonight. So uh, maybe he's not. Malachi there. checked in at the end. We were getting ready. Oh, he, he checked in for one minute. One minute oh, for Evil did. Dante. Oh, <laughs> Evil that that nickname, shout out to Nick's Homer on Twitter. When he said that on Monday against the Timberwolves, it's been mm-hmm. the funniest thing. I laughed for five minutes of game time. I don't remember what happened. I was just laughing so hard. And I guess I've run with the nickname because I think it's perfect, but it's shout perfect. out to evil. Shout out to evil Dante Malachi Flynn. Yeah. Uh, so he played one more minute than I did tonight. So, um, you know, that lets me know that do still has a chance to stay in this rotation. But to your point, I do think a backup point guard uh, is neat. It will be, will be addressed before the deadline. You know, there's a back and forth in the faculty chat. Should it be Ty Jones? Should it be Malcolm Brogdon? Whoever, but for tonight, listen, deuce this weekend. Um, listen, he helped us kill the Sixers. He helped us kill the Wizards. And I think he really helped us kill the Sixers because the Sixers just lost at home to the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Yeah. What, what, we might have started over in uh, in Philadelphia. Um, a just big win for the Knicks. They're, they're 4-0 this week. They, they took care of business. So tonight, they, they surprised us and made a statement to the league on national television last night. And... As it currently stands, Sean, because another team lost tonight, and that's the Indiana Pacers. <gasps> so, as of right now, the New York Knicks have the almighty fourth seed, and <laughs> they will they will have it at least until tomorrow when games are still played. But uh, we can go to bed tonight knowing that the Knicks, if the season ended today, which it doesn't, but we could just still go to bed thinking this, um, they would have home court in the first round. Who, who did the Pacers lose to tonight? They lost to the Boston Celtics. Celtics doing good. Celtics doing work on January 6th. Who knew? Oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in live. We have just about a thousand people watching us live in the chat. We're going to get to your super chats now. Um, We're going to hang out here until you don't have anything you want to talk about, everybody. So let's get right to it. This got sent midway through the first quarter. So shout out Marshmallow Marshmallow. I know iHeart is playing great. I would give anything to see Mitch anchor this defense, though. I believe it could be really special. It saddens me Mitch is missing. I would love to see a Caruso move to really lean into it. I listen, I don't John walked us through this the trade just like doesn't really exist. Like the the salaries, the Knicks don't have the salaries to send for Caruso. Um like it's unfortunate that that's that's that, that way. Uh you want to talk about leaning into it, the Knicks would probably have to give some draft comps. You know who wants also wants Alex Caruso? Every other team, (laughs) like it's on the Washington might actually consider making a move for Alex Caruso just to be like, you know what? It's better Um, to your sentiments about Mitch. I mean, we said it, Sean, like uh, what Hartenstein's doing right now is just he's he's adding a level to this offense that we haven't seen before. And it's it's paying dividends like the offense has been one of the best in the league since Mitch went down. And now that OG Ananobi's here, the defense is catching up to the offense. It's no longer the worst in the league. They're they're now around 18th or 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look, I I'm not out on Mitch. I don't want this to become a we never needed Mitch conversation. We're just we're we're fine without him, I think is the bigger sentiment. Yes. Yes, we are. This is a good problem to have. I think if a healthy Mitch and a a healthy Mitch and a healthy Isaiah Harnstein is the Tom Thibodeau dream of 48 minutes of good to elite rim protection. Um, And then obviously you get that like this gives us a wrinkle like. I can't wait to play the Boston Celtics again with iHeart at center. Because I want to see what that looks like. And if we can get Mitch back before the end of the season for a playoff run, like I don't know what is, I don't know what it is because it's either, it went from three months to June, right? So, um, but it would be, listen, if we can get him back, he's healthy and Mitch get well soon, you know, we love you. And we get us, we get seven games against Boston and we can, we, and then we have flexibility and malleability. That is something that I would love to see. So this is, I would like to see Mitch anchor this defense. I, Mitch and OG on the same court. Oh boy. Would love to see that. Absolutely. Thank you, Marshmallow Marshmallow for the first one. If it's cool, I'll just, we'll, I'll, 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 ISO, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, uh, I was going to say ISO. No, I'll pick and roll okay. it. Okay. I'll Chris Paul, you be Blake Griffin. I'll, I'll read okay. the chats and we'll, we'll get them up. Okay. Uh, El Coriano 11. I'm convinced that OG is the bizarro version of RJ. Great D, super athletic, passes, and when he gets in the paint, he hits threes. Uh, passes when he gets in the paint, in the paint, hits threes, prefers to pass than shoot. Your thoughts, Sean? So there are a couple of plays that OG makes, and when he makes them, especially like the the rebound, like the offensive rebound or the or the pat or the pass under the basket, and it's a dunk instead of a layup. And I'm just thinking. If that was R- if that was RJ, I don't know if that would have been two points. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple night, there were a couple plays. Uh, there was one play in particular. OG had like a twelve footer, and he didn't take it, and he gave it up. And Clyde called out, and said, "Hey, you got to take that shot." And then going back to him, he took it above the break, top of the key three, and you know, RJ would have took that twelve footer straight straight away. Or well, he wouldn't take the jumps. So he would try to like wiggle whatever. But like, look, man, it. 
OG gives this team what we have needed at the small forward position. And I will leave it at that. I've asked several people over the last week since the trade was made, whether it be just general NBA conversations or the, the pregame pods that I've done, obviously talking to Esparahini up in Toronto last, last Saturday, the common um, revelation or analysis of this trade is just like OG Ananobi is everything you wanted RJ Barrett to be. And it's why El Coriano's comment about this being the bizarro version of RJ. Uh, I think it's the fully realized version of, of RJ. If he can get to that point in Toronto, God bless him. But like what we have with the Knicks is an upgrade. Like no other way to say it. They do need some other offensive creation, but I, I more think that's to replace Emmanuel quickly than anything mm-hmm. else. The spacing that now exists because you have to honor what OG Ananobi is on the three cor- in, in the corner from three. Um, what he is on cuts, like there is now a, a, just a flat out more productive offensive player in, in OG Ananobi on the team. And my goodness, what he's doing for this defense. <laughs> like, I just I can't say it enough. Uh, what he's like, even just again, the inertia of Julius Randle being like, oh, that's now around me. I, that's that's going to allow me to also get get in the same mood to play this type of defense. Um, mm-hmm. Appreciate you, Al Coriano. Daniel Constant, is it safe to say Randall has had a better Knicks career than Mello? Why are we throwing chairs? Why are we throwing chairs? Come on. Okay. I'm glad I'm hosting tonight. Oh, you Um, you answering this one. No, 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 no. I'm you answering that one. That's (laughs) go ahead, finish. They were talking about retiring Mello's jersey. Maybe Randall is more deserving. Okay. Um, Daniel, thank you for the contribution. And I get it. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going full. <laughs> Shout out GD Nation. I <laughs> I know it happened, and I'm sorry that it did. Um, Daniel, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start with this. Is it fair to say? Um, and my mic, like my mic, wants me to not completely go in on you. Okay, so, um, Carmelo Anthony made the All NBA team, I believe, three or four times with the Knicks. He made the All Star team, I believe four or five times with the Knicks. Um, They won 54 games and were a two seed with the Knicks. And if you're measuring him by team success, uh, Carmelo Anthony never got to play with anyone like Jalen Brunson. He never got to play for anyone like Tom Thibodeau. And like, look, you could talk, we've litigated the trade over and over again. I do think there was like a long-term productive solution to the Knicks being good around Carmelo Anthony. There are, several blunders that were made after the trade that handicapped that. And unfortunately, the Bargnani trade is what happened. The Joe Kim Noah contract is what happened. Um, Like the Knicks completely punted on a season. They got Porzingis out of it, but then like we're half and half. They're like, well, we're a young team that's rebuilding, but here's Derek Rose and Joe Kim Noah. And here's Courtney Lee, but we're also trying to get younger. Here's Frank Nilakina. Um, well, I guess that technically happened right after they uh, uh, traded Carmelo Anthony. The point being, uh, we don't have to slander Carmelo Anthony, who is one of the five greatest Knicks ever. And in every leaderboard that you go to, he's there for the Knicks. And we don't need to disparage him in order to give Julius Rand- I'm, I'm glad this is the direction Julius Randle's narrative is starting to go because six games into the season... We had a, a post game show that everybody wanted him on the first plane to the moon. 
And now we're trying to retire his number. So thank you, Daniel. I'll let Sean say his piece if he has anything. I know as a Syracuse grad, you have some feelings about Carmelo Anthony, but I respectfully disagree. As a Syracuse grad, Carmelo Anthony is responsible for the greatest sporting achievement of my lifetime. Um, listen, Carmelo Anthony was third in MVP voting as a New York Knicks. Third. Yes. Like, you received a first place vote. Someone said you are the most valuable player in the NBA. Julius is not there yet. Um, Julius will... <sighs> Julius may have the better Knicks career, but Carmelo was a better basketball player. Can I piggyback that? Can I piggyback that? It's not so much that Julius had the better Knicks career. His teams will see more success than Carmelo Anthony's. I I just, the two seed was with like Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin and like all of these 30 plus year olds like playing significant roles in that rotation. Julius is like one of the oldest on the team at the moment. Like that, there's a very big difference in how they've built around Julius Randall, as opposed to how they built around Carmelo Anthony. Yes, like the we the 2013-54 win season is the we here season on steroids because it's in fact, and I have been as critical of Carmelo Anthony's Nick tenure as anyone. If you put Carmelo Anthony on that we here team on the we here team. Oh boy, they might beat Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about the playoffs where like you want to you talk about better careers? Like that has has Julius Randle ever had 42 and 17 on the road in Boston? And then everybody only points to how he passed to Jared Jeffries. I didn't realize passing to open teammates when they're they're near the basket is a bad idea. I will never forgive Jared Jeffries for that. I will I remember where I was that day watching like I remember like it was 42 and 17 with Jared Jeffries, Bill Walker. Um, oh, yeah, that yeah, like that was a did Amari get hurt that game too? Which one didn't he get hurt? Well, that's true. That's a, did Amari get hurt? Pick the game. Yeah. Um, Daniel, thank you for the contribution. Um, we can't, we had the Carmelo, we had a Carmelo Anthony mention tonight. I appreciate it. I, um, just disagree. Haitian Ferg, this offense looks more sustainable without RJ. The spacing and pace is infectious. We're not the same team and can still improve the roster. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson killed it. Sean, your thoughts? No lies detected. Um, like, listen, man, the truth is the truth, man. Don't run, don't run from it. Like, the, the offense looks more sustainable. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, we're not we are not the same team offensively and defensively. That is that is clear. Um, and listen, we still have all of our picks. We still have all the unprotected picks. We have all our swaps. We still have the 48 contract. Um, we have uh, there's opportunities to improve the roster still. So we're in a really good place. I want to check something. You said sustainable. And that was always like the critique of the Knicks last season. Right. They mm-hmm. like they're they're like almost counting cards in how they're getting a top four offense in that they're just cheating the system with these offensive rebounds. They're not, it's an effective offense. It's not an efficient offense. Shout out to XJ. Um, I just put in where they are since December, December 11th, which was the first game they played without Mitchell Robinson for obviously the rest of the season. The first game after the Boston game during the, the in season tournament. So the Knicks are nine and six since then. They are um, eighth in offensive rating. 
And where are they? And 12th in effective field goal percentage. So they are more efficient at the moment. While they're not as good in offense, and we'll see if over time, over the next couple of weeks, if that both of those numbers go up. Um, if you go to true shooting, the Knicks are ninth in that. So they're 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 much more efficient in in that sense, Haitian Ferg. Whereas with Mitch, they were just kind of like, again, they were an offensive rebound machine, and now they're finding more efficient ways to score, which may potentially be you know, but better for them come playoff time that they're not depending on one thing and that one thing can be taken out by sending him to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Or Bam out of bio. Or Bam out of bio, <laughs> correct. So it's hopefully the Knicks don't run into the heat so they run out of players at a certain point. Thank you, Haitian for Hope you're having a good weekend. Perry Eckert. Eckhart. 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 We'll call you that. Uh, great to get the win, but come on, Deuce. What did Deuce do? Come on. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's uh I don't know. Unless it means come on something else. I don't know. Whatever. So we'll great to out. get the win, but come on, poop emoji is what he says. <laughs> that's what it is. I assume that no, poop emoji is for deuce. All right. But Perry, I, I are mean, you in the Substack chat? Shout out to, that that should be a new drinking game. Anytime a Substack chat is shouted out. But apparently there's a thing in the Substack chat that like they they refer to Deuce as the poop emoji, but not like in a disparaging way. That's yeah. just like anytime they yeah. celebrate him, it's just a bunch of poop emojis. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I have so many KFS chats I have to pay attention to. That's the one I don't. <laughs> so yes, shout out to Deuce McBride. I don't know what you're saying. Come on, Deuce for. I, I thought he he played fine in his minutes tonight. And uh, if that's what you're what you're shouting out, we agree. Shout out to Deuce McBride. Come on, Deuce. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.